Well, hello and welcome to the Access 21 podcast. I'm Executive Director John Rocco, Executive Director of the Charlotte Mecklenburg Public Access Corporation. Delighted to have you with us today as we begin a series of podcasts. Last time we had a overview podcast to talk a little bit about the organization, what we do and how we do it. And uh, we in, intend to, in the future, to do a series of podcasts on individuals associated with Access 21, be it staff or producers, volunteers, board members, whatever it happens to be. And today I'm very happy to have as our guest, Jay Sean Gaddy, who is a Access 21 producer, a volunteer, and also a former intern. And we intend to talk about all of those things in the next few minutes. So Jay Sean, thank you for being here. And thank you for saying my name correctly. It feels like a family. You know it's a family when you actually can say it correctly, Sue, so they know me. <laughs> well, I practice it for about a week uh, in anticipation <laughs> of you being here. So. Uh, modest, <laughs> no, modest. Well, we're, we're glad you're here. And I, get, I guess at the beginning, let's just tell the audience a little bit about what first brought you to Access 21 and why you, you came down here to, uh, to be a member. Okay, well, I'll start with the initial the setup as far as uh, arriving here at the station. This was back in 07, 08, and I was working with my vocational counselor and at the, um, at, it's an atrium now, but it was um, Carolina Medical Center. And I had a vocational counselor because that was helping people with disabilities looking to finding jobs. I had a brain aneurysm back in college when I was 21. And so that kind of, uh, um, then I went through a lot of rehab and a lot of stuff, but, but, but that was the reason why I was working with vocational counselor. And during that time period, I was looking for jobs. At first we were looking for broadcasting jobs and stuff, but it was like nothing. It was just kind of like discouraging. It's like, it was like we were doing, we was on a mission for like three years and three years. And we just interviews, we I started applying for like department stores and everything else just to find any job, you know? And then it was like, that's when I ran into overqualification because of a college graduate, you know? And then they also may have looked at my disability because I had a cane and stuff like that too. So, um, and so I don't know how, I don't know, but she, but the vocational counselor came up with the idea about, you know, TV access. And so this was like years ago. And uh, we went to one of the orientations and then um, I kind of liked it. And so um, I think I started, you know, um, during this time period, I wasn't, I was still interning at the radio station that I work at now. And so, or maybe I wasn't. But um, but it really caught my attention because it was just the style or just the, you know, the vibe of the station. It was just, and I was actually able to be hands-on, you know, and that was great. And the, the um, the, and just the assistance and just the, the smaller scale as far as the teaching, you know. And it wasn't like a big class like I, I was at when I was the ECU, you know. It, was like, it wasn't like 12 or 15. It was just, you know, six people. So it's just a little bit more um, concentrated, too. So you went to East Carolina. Mm -hmm. 
And you were a communications major? Yes, sir. And so you wanted a career in television and radio or uh, or both. Yes. Uh-huh. And then you suffered this brain aneurysm, which, um, which caused you to have a disability. Mm-hmm. And did you feel that um, that was being um, used as a... Uh, a reason for you not to get hired for a job? I feel like that was a big reason because of that. And also maybe my lack of um, um, experience. And also because if they look at the gap between um, when I graduated and, you know, and everything like that. And so, and, it, you know, and even like the, the software and stuff maybe advanced also over the years, you know, like, for example, when I, when I, had my aneurysm back in 2001 in my classes we was using like reel-to-reel editing decks mm-hmm. and tapes and stuff when i returned back in 04 they had you know macintosh final cut pro iMovie, iMac. i i didn't have no experience with any of that <laughs> you know so you know so they in just that short time period they they advanced as far as the um the software and stuff too and so I, during that time period, I had to use, I knew I wasn't able to readapt because all the earlier classes, the beginning classes to learn those softwares, I already took. So I'm over here already in like the advanced classes and stuff too. So I had to use something that I was good at and that was coming up with with um, ideals and stories and stuff. And a good thing, like a lot of the main, the major class projects, I was actually, thank God, I was the producer of. So how long did it uh, were you in rehab after you t- suffered the aneurysm? Wow. I, like I said, I was in a coma for 30 days, mm. and I think I was in-house for about two months, three months. And so, you know, back then, now nowadays, uh, you'd, be, you'd be in in-house for maybe two weeks, and then, they'll, you know, then you'd be out. But during this time period, it was in-house, and during this time, it was like three uh, physical sports, physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, three times a day or whatever. It was very, it was, but I think that's how I feel like I'm a little bit more got so good in advance because it was just, they were doing that time. They was just, you know, kind of like really, really work with you. So you had to learn how to walk again, mm-hmm. how to talk again and do a lot of things yes. that uh, you were already doing, of course, in your in your regular life before mm-hmm. this happened. Right. Um, well, I know how difficult it could be to break into the uh, radio and television business just in general. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's very difficult, but with a disability, and as someone myself who also has a disability, I know, I know firsthand what you're talking about, that it's, it makes it that much more difficult. But when you came to Access 21 you were able to do the things and that perhaps some of these other um, professional organizations would not allow you to do. Right. And I mean, it's just the, um, and the thing is, it's just, and I like it because it was, I feel like this was a lot different from the class at East Carolina because that's like an institution but this right here is, I feel like it's really molding people personally into, it's skipping all the the, um, the technical aspects as far as the exams and stuff. It's focusing on 
get into the nitty gritty as far as the um the the work and the um the technique and you know cut out all the fat and get right to it you know and then also and then shortly after you know go into um to the um after you finish the class that's when you do the the um volunteer hours and that's when you um work with other people on the shows and I think I like that also because that helps works with the um the aspect of um um of um you know networking as far as cuz they had to you know it wasn't a, they weren't assigned you know producers for to work on what show they had to go out or I know I had to, we had to go out and like contact these producers or vice versa to contact you know so it's also deal, dealing with a lot of um exchanges and as far as the connection as far as um interaction as far as how you do right to work on a to work on a crew on a right. show mm-hmm. that the, the producer whoever the yes. producer is is mm-hmm. responsible for going out and getting uh, their crew for the show, right. although we do provide uh, volunteer lists, but you actually have to act as a producer mm-hmm. and get those people together. So what would you say to someone, uh, another person who has any kind of disability about coming down to Access 21? Did you find it uh, helpful? Did you find it enjoyable? Would you recommend it to other persons uh, with disabilities to come down and do their own program? I definitely would, and I definitely have. Well, one of my good buddies, Antoine Herring, you know, he's just, I just, um, he just filmed a um, a special, and um, but I've told him about this station for some years, and so I'm glad that he actually was able to, you know, and, you know, maybe during this time of the corona, you know, there's nothing much else to do, and so, you know, he took advantage of it. But I just feel like, this is a great opportunity because it's like I said, it's it's more it's more concentrated. You know, it's not like you they can't you you're not lost in the shuffle. You know, as long as you know, and if you know, the more you interact and the more you come in and volunteer and just inquire, the more you know you know they'll know your name personally. And I like that, you know. And so there's opportunities there. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of stuff too. And have you found the other producers? Um, did you, have you had any issues with anybody, for example, not wanting you to be on a, be on their crew because you have a disability, or has everybody been pretty much uh, welcoming? Oh yeah, it's the, it's been very very welcoming there. I know, um, you know, some years ago a situation happened, but you know that. But um, I think you know, and actually that kind of. It's actually funny because actually I'm I'm grateful for that situation because that's what spearheaded me changing my ideal about my show into the voice of brain injury because I wanted to have a platform to educate people about some of the things that you may take advantage, you may not think about because if you look at me, I look regular, you know, and it's, a, it's an invisible um, disability. Mm-hmm. And so I think... That actually, and so I'm kind of grateful for that to happen because it kind of helped me angle what I really need to be focusing on instead of the other idea that I had that wasn't, you know. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your show. So you Mm -hmm. you decided to do a special on brain injury. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit about your special and what it was about. Well, the the special was called The Voices of Brain Injury, and it was going to be... I was like, I'm just going to do a special, 
and there because there a lot of people were really every time I talked to other producers, they were very, you know, they gave me a lot of encouragement and gave me a lot of oh, that's a good idea, and so that got me even more pep about doing it, you know, and so um, I got in touch with my um, my old boss at the intercom that um, that I was under for years. And I just wanted to see, well, maybe he can be as far as my first guest because, you know, he's in the radio and, you know, this is a broadcast and stuff. And also he was my boss. And so, you know, focusing on the employment aspect, too. And so um, I just asked him and he's like, yeah, that'd be great. And so, um, you know, he came in, we um, talked on the phone and talked a little bit about it. And so um, when he came in and did it, because he was such, he's like, he is such a great person. He he actually set up a lot of things. He did so much for me and the brain, the, the um the brain injury association as far as just incorporating us into the station. At you know he like like through him like the spec the station was the sponsors for the walk and rollathon. He um he took you know he all he did. He, he, me and him led a tour for my brain injury association around the station. He supported me as a lot, anything that's dealing with the brain association. He definitely, um, him and the station actually took a part of it. And one of the early, early on in my, um, interview of my intern, he actually set up, a um, for me to be a guest on the health headlines. Um, you know, um, Stacey Sims show. Mm-hmm. And stuff too. So he definitely incorporated, you know, and it definitely got a lot of um, a lot of the knowledge about brain injury because before me, you know, he didn't know anything about it, you know, right? And stuff too. I know uh, one of the things that, and then another guy there, his name Doug, he's gone now. But um, one of the tasks, one of the early tasks was I was the call screener. So um, there was a show called the Home Improvement Show. And uh, during that time sh- show, I would um, be the call screener. And so it was one of those things that I had to get used to, like, because at first, you know, you type in a name and a person and what the topic is. And so I think one person I was like, okay, they're from Charlotte, QC, you know, shorthanded or whatever. And so, and the people, you know, so they're like, okay, we got somebody, um, Matt calling from QC. QC, I don't know what that is, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and they hung up. But I learned, but I learned now it's C H I R, you know, not 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 the QC, you know. So, you know, just you know, doing things like that, or and just a lot of um, thing, you know. And so, during that time, I was also he was also encouraging me to um, spread my wings into doing other avenues because. He, he knows I had the promise, and I know I had the passion. And so he know during that time it was only so much that, you know. And then so when they actually did allow me to, because um, I think what happened was my my, um, my job coach in vocational services, they like, I know you love it here, and, um, you know, but it's been three years, and so we, if they can't give you a job, we may have to, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, you know, back away. And so with Carl and um the vo- and um Karen's, Karen, they actually set up for me to get a part time job there. And so it was great as a um produ- um pro- program assistant too. So they even incorporated like a new title for me. Now I know just from the analytics of programming that we have on our video on demand, mm-hmm. um, that your program got quite a bit of uh, viewership. 
And I'm wondering if you heard a lot of response from the audience that watched the show. Uh, yeah, um, the thing is, it's kind of cool because, like, I put in work, and so I had to use all of my, you know, I have, like, a long list of, you know, um, support groups and friends and stuff, too. So I kind of, and that's where we're very supportive, um, the Brain Injury Association family, we're very supportive when we um, we we hear we we when we experience um, certain projects like that, and so like I you know through my like um, my vocational counselor at this at Carolina Rehabilitations, um, you know she sent it she sent it to like all the doctors and rehabilitation people. Um, I sent it to like you know coworkers at work. I had it family, you know family members and friends and and Facebook groups and stuff too. So. It was definitely I I put I put in the work now. <laughs> yeah. And stuff too. So Yeah, I think that's one of the mm-hmm. things that um a lot of folks that come down and want to have their own show uh don't realize until they get into it how much work is actually involved mm-hmm. in putting a whole show together. Right. And not just the whole show, then you got to think about broadcast, I mean, um promotion and stuff too, you know. Right. And that's the thing, you know, cuz a lot of shows here are it's just like they just sometimes it's just kind of like they don't really they don't really take advantage of all the 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 source the sources that they can use Mm -hmm. now are you planning on doing another show yeah i definitely want to do another special i'm not trying to do a whole i'm not trying i'm i'm taking my time Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to do a series just yet i'm trying to just take my time and I wanted to do, I was helping with my, uh, my buddy Anton. And then I wanted to say after he finished his show and it's in its own, and it's airing and everything, then I'll try to do him on an, another show. And then just happened, it has happened that during this time period, um, the creation of the podcast right. was uh, during the time I was interning, came across and I got a chance to, you know, experience and see, you know, work with it a little bit before the classes start and then when I took the classes I was like this is just amazing yo and I'm like this is it and so I definitely want my next show to be a podcast show I mean I see there's so many different avenues or different things I can do with podcasts you know as far as you know incorporating video if a person especially doing now with corona if you know I can do have a guest on the phone right you know and say so have three people like two people or one person in here and two people on the phone or two people in here, you know, or stuff like that. It's just a lot more accessible, right. you know. Now, you mentioned, we talked a little earlier about um, you've also been an intern here at Access 21. Yep. So tell us a little bit about that experience. It was really, I, I really enjoyed it. And I got a chance it's just to meet, to finally get the chance to really see how everybody working. And it's just, and just the, um, just the the um the formula the formula or the um, outline it was very detailed too so it was great and it's like um I would it's like almost like a job you know every day is like I work either I work on the show or I work on my on my project which was to make a PSA and so you know from the beginning so everything was like just to come up with ideas the script everything and so but during that time period also working on people's shows and this also means learning to check them in check them out check to make sure after the show everything is in good 
you know, the lights are off and everything too. Mm -hmm. Did you think it was, would you recommend it to, we have a lot of, um, you know, we have interns usually in the fall and the spring, mm -hmm. uh, in the summer also yeah. when the, when the college kids are, are home from school. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say to someone who would consider, uh, an internship at access 21? I would say definitely take it. I'm like, I'm kind of glad it was like the time period that I, that I, that I, um, thought about applying for an internship. I think it was like me and one other person. And then the next semester after me, I already was like five people. I'm like, thank <laughs> Okay. I'm glad I went in there because that, that group, that group, that, that intern that um interviewed out to me was a tough group and I knew I wouldn't be able to to handle or st stack up against them but um it's definitely it's definitely really good as far as just the knowledge and anything you ask they'll they'll say I saw a lot of things that um that changed during the time period or that that was built during the time period I was interning I saw the creation of the podcast room I saw the um the um the new the new um studio stage with the front porch mm -hmm. and everything I saw that happen you know so there was a lot of um things that I saw that kind of um was created during that time period and stuff and even just the, even the logistics about how things work as far as um when people call in and ask about the shows and things like that I was just you know, like I was just got around to actually becoming more knowledgeable about the um, the details as far as the intricate state steps and stuff. So I guess just as a final thought, um, from the time you first considered uh, coming to Access Twenty One and doing a program uh, through your experience, and first of all, how long have you been involved here now? Oh, probably since I know since like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Okay, so that's a long time mm -hmm. now. That's about 14 years. Yeah, in and out, in and uh, out, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to someone who's out there and says, you know, I'd like to have a my own TV show, maybe I should do that, or maybe I'd like to have a podcast? Uh, what would you say to them? Take Definitely take advantage of it. I mean, you can't lose. I mean, you know, all the classes are free, and I mean, there's like, and almost all the classes are free compared to how much you would pay if you did uh, if you went to like a community college or a state college, you know. And it's just it is so much hands on. I mean, you have they kind of you know they kind of they'll they'll tell you, and then it's just a a learning it's a learning it's just like a trade school. And then a lot, and even though I've seen a lot more, and this is great for adults, which is majority of the people that that, that attends this this um, institution, and so that's the perfect thing, you know, and they, and they got the hours as far as the class hours or evening times, it's a lot of evening times, it's Saturdays. And so it is accessible to people that have full-time jobs and stuff too. But I just, and then the thing is there's so much passion. I know like in, like in not winning classes or doing inter, um, um, orientation, just the, just the, um, the camaraderie about when you're in a group of people and they're talking about this and then they're like just the the, the network and as far as the the um the broadcasting field as far as the Charlotte the Charlotte family the the bubble is just crazy as far as the you know the three degrees of separation when it comes to you know projects and stuff. All right. And I think I think that's one of the things 
we're proudest of here is that um, we have folks from all corners of our community uh, working together here to put their programs together and individuals that might not ordinarily associate with each other or, um, or socialize with each other because they're, they're in different parts of the city, they're in, uh, you know, their, their worlds would never meet, but mm -hmm. they do meet here and, uh, and folks get to know one another and where each other are coming from. Mm -hmm. And we think that that helps to make our community a better place. So um, I think that that's the advantage for everybody. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm glad you were able to take advantage of it. And, uh, and I'm assuming you go out into the community and tell everybody about Access 21 and why they should become a member. Right. Yeah, definitely. That, like I said, I, um, you know, like, uh, uh, um, like one of my best buddies, um, Antoine, you know, I got, you know, I told him for, and so, and now he's, you know, he got his own show, you know, and it's right. just, and it's just the opportunities that this, that can happen at this station. That's a lot more realistic than if for the same opportunity, maybe at, a four year a four year college or even a even a community college because it's just it's just um more accessible right mm -hmm. well jay sean i'd like to thank you for coming in and talking with us today and we look forward to your next show all right and maybe your podcast yes and whatever it else you might do here at access 21 so thanks for coming in all right thank you very much i had a blast I'd like to remind everybody that if you'd like to have your own television show or your own podcast, visit our website, tvaccess21.com, or you can give us a call at 704-377-8988. And if you're listening to this podcast outside of the city of Charlotte or outside of the Charlotte metropolitan area, look up your own public access channel and see what they have to offer. You might be able to have your own show wherever you are, and we hope you will. Uh, I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, James Rossi, our capable engineer for today's podcast. Hope you'll join us next time for our next podcast. Till then, this is John Rocco. Thanks for listening.